7.30 p.m. I would also like to thank you for listening to Community Radio on WGRN LP 94.1 FM, Columbus. I'd like to welcome our listeners back to part two with Suzanne Praxter. If you listened last week, you heard us talking about uh, Suzanne's role in WGRN 94.1 FM and how it came about. Well, now we're getting ready to get into the other side of the shop that Suzanne is involved in, which is the Columbus Free Press. Enjoy. Okay, well, we're getting ready to switch over to the Columbus Free Press. What role do you play in that, Suzanne? Well, I am currently the executive director of the nonprofit that runs the Columbus Free Press, and the name of that group is the Columbus Institute for Contemporary Journalism. And uh, the Free Press has a long, long history that way predates me. I was, I was alive, but I wasn't involved with it back in 1970 <laughs> when it started up. I was, just a, a, I was a 10-year-old tyke back then, but I was a, I would say, um, I was trying to be a hippie back then, so I think I, I was uh, on the right path. I, I dressed up as a hippie for my sixth, when I was in sixth grade for uh, Halloween, and it was always my uh, aspiration to be a hippie when I grew up. But um, the Free Press became a nonprofit in 1986, and it changed hands throughout the community through all the years until uh, Bob Fatrakis and... Um, a couple other people took it over in the early 90s, and that's when I got involved as a volunteer, and to the point where now I'm the executive director. So we have a board wow. of directors wow. that runs it. I'm kind of in charge of all the logistic day-to-day stuff and the finances and the, you know, actually an associate editor of the paper as well when we actually print a printed paper. And over the years, we've gone in and out of printing a printed paper. We've had the website since... 1996. So I've been involved with it for many, many years. How long is that? 1990 is when I started. So that's like 30 years. Oh, 30 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, about 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. You're eight, Suzanne. (laughs) I know. I'm I'm an old lady. (laughs) So. So it's really it's really gotten more intense and harder to do as the years have gone by just because back when it was just a newspaper, it was just a newspaper. Now it's got two websites. It's got two Facebook pages, Twitter account, an Instagram account, and it's wow. just a lot of stuff to handle. It's got a, an email address. It's got a phone number. I mean, think of all the things, all the different ways that messages can come in and things to have to deal with. It's like fairly overwhelming. It's like a full-time job on top of my other full-time job. And then are you guys still delivering it, uh, dropping them off at the various locations? No. Uh, the last issue, yeah, the last issue that we put out was March. But as of, it's, the free press has gone through many, many, many iterations through the years. So the iteration that I call the version that we're doing now is the large format, like alternative news weekly um, in the vein of like what used to be Columbus Alive and the other paper. Though Those two mm-hmm. have now gone by the wayside. We're the only last paper standing, I think. But um, we can only come out monthly because that's all we can afford. We only have one ad person who literally lives in Cleveland, so we are always on the lookout for more people who want to sell ads. 
And we were able to hire a distribution company to, and when I say company, it's a guy and his friends, and they, we pay them and they distribute the paper. So gone are the days of Bob and I having to pick up the paper in a van from the printer and drop it all off ourselves. (laughs) It's been several years since we've had to do that. (laughs) And of course, we don't have subscribers, so I don't have to handle all the subscriptions anymore, but... um, it has just gotten pretty complex just with all the different ways you have to communicate with people nowadays. Um, I don't want to be sounding too old, but, you know, young people don't often want to read a piece of paper to get their news. They want to look at it online. So there's that whole aspect of keeping up with the, with the times. Yeah. Now, you were talking... Um Oh, God, I forgot what question I was going to ask. Oh, could you tell our listeners how they can, because you said that you need advertisers or, you know, people to do advertisement. Can you tell our listeners how they can support? Yeah. Well, um, the free press, uh, the the nonprofit that runs the free press is a charitable organization. So one of the ways we've been able to sustain ourselves through the years has been to just take donations. So any donation you give the Columbus Institute for Contemporary Journalism is a tax write-off for you. So we do accept just flat-out donations like any other charity. Uh, We sell books. We have a website where Bob Petrakis and Harvey Wasserman and other people who've written their books are all, um, their books are located there if people want to buy them. And uh, we sell ads for our printed paper, which we're not putting out right now. The last issue we put out was March, and then when the virus hit, we really couldn't uh, ask our distributors to try to distribute the paper to places that were shut down, <laughs> nor nor are there any bars and restaurants that are actually fully functioning enough now or have enough money to even take out ads anymore. So we're in a little bit of a holding pat- pattern with the printed paper, but we could, we can sell ads on our website. People are still looking at our website regularly. We post uh-huh. uh, our articles up there every day. So if somebody wanted to take an ad out on the website, or if anybody wants to be an ad salesperson for us, they could email me at our generic Columbus Free Press email address, which is just the letter C O L S to abbreviate Columbus. So it's C O C-O-L-S, free press, at gmail.com. So it's like Coles free press at gmail.com. And if they wanted to purchase an ad, they can visit your website, right, at the Columbus Free Press? They could get hold of us there as well, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's an advertise button. There's two websites. One of them is freepress.org that focuses more on national and international news. And there's a website called ColumbusFreePress.com, and it also is available at ColumbusFreePress.org. And that's the one that is uh, all the information that's about Columbus, Central Ohio, and Ohio. Okay. We might have to change the name of it, though. If we we decide to change the name of our city, we'll have to get rid of the name Columbus in in the name of our paper (laughs) with all the statues coming down. Don't you know? That there's so a movement. Funny. There's a movement to change yeah. the name of Columbus. There has been for years. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, I wonder what they will come a, up with. What names have you heard? Well, uh, we, we thought... The, it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Suzanne. Well, there was a really, really bad idea to name it Flavortown, which I didn't really understand, but it had something to do with a a uh, food food show, I think, on TV or something. But uh, we've held uh, competitions through the free press in the past over the years to have people uh, put, put forth a name, kind of like the way they named the little baby elephants at the zoo. And usually people come up with Native American names, like somebody came up with Arawak City or Tecumseh, Ohio. Um, the original name, I guess, of the, of the city in central Ohio was Franklin. So we'd have to look mm. up, make sure make sure nobody with the name Franklin was a racist or else we would have to change it again if we if we named it Franklin. <laughs> so best, to, best to keep something very, very uh, neutral. But, yeah, it'd be nice if it began with a C and then a lot of people wouldn't, a lot of businesses wouldn't have to change their logos. <laughs> like Columbus State <laughs> Community College and the CICJ that runs the free press. But anyway. Mm-hmm. I was watching the show uh, about Jeffrey Epstein. And I had oh, to yeah. get rewind. And I said, is that Bob? <laughs> that was Bob. <laughs> And it was Bob. I said, "Look at him. He's he's telling. <laughs> he's telling, yep. Mr. Epstein." <laughs> it is amazing was... how many people, so many people have seen that show. It's a very, very popular and horrible, but very controversial, part provocative show. But Bob has done a lot of investigative reporting on Mr. Epstein, which is why some of the film crews that came into town to to um, investigated, have him on tape. That's not the only time he got videotaped talking about Jeffrey Epstein. So does he believe that, um, what's the guy from Easton? Uh, Les Wexner. Les Wexner and him, you know. (laughs) I won't put Well, they were definitely, (laughs) if nothing else, they were definitely involved in business together. And uh, mm-hmm. the, the way now that we know Jeff Epstein's business was not really on the up and up, you know, those cast yeah. some aspersions. I know that they said that uh, he let him go or something or another because of the fact that he stowed over forty million dollars from him. Yeah, embezzled or stowed something like forty million dollars from him. So yes, because, it was really an well, interesting show. Yeah, Wexner put him in charge of his finances, so I guess that's not that's that hard to believe. <laughs> and then he faked his way with all these degrees and things that he did, and people just didn't care. You know, he was still well, able to do all those things. Hard to believe that he got away with all that, and he doesn't seem like a charming man, but I guess somehow he charmed his way into people's lives. If you guys excuse me for a minute, we need to take an identification break. Hi, this is Ernest Kelly with the Faith Thomas Foundation. You're listening to The Cell on 94.1 FM, WGRN, and WGRN.org worldwide. Listen to us every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Susanna, where did you grow up at? Uh, Clintonville. You mean here? Yeah, my dad. (laughs) My dad, my dad's. Still lives on Dunedin Road where I grew up, and I—he's 90 years old now, which is one of the reasons why we're trying to oh. stay so isolated because he's all by himself at home, 
and my sister and I kind of have to take turns making sure he's okay. So Bob and I go visit him three or four times a week, and I do not want oh, to give great. him a virus. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. And you never that know if so you great. even have it. Right. You so know, we you try don't to keep everybody next to somebody that has it. Right. We wear masks yeah. everywhere we go. We don't let anybody around. Yeah, we end up hearing your show a lot when we're driving up to my dad's, actually, which is funny because you guys are always cracking up. It'd be like you, you listen to the show, and then all of a sudden everybody's just laughing at the toughest of us. It's hilarious. <laughs> just like now. <laughs> yeah, we leave it in there. <laughs> well, it's good. People need to laugh okay. nowadays. It's better than crying. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So hopefully hopefully you found yourself laughing with us. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. Uh, we had closed the law office for a long time, but some of these people got arrested during the rally. So we've taken on some more cases of, you know, the guys getting arrested because he was open carrying a toy gun or something like that. I mean, it's just ridiculous oh. stuff. Wow. But we should have had him and his law partner. Yeah, it's just stupid stuff that they're charging people with felonies when they're not really doing anything at all. Okay, well, Ernie, do you have any last questions for uh, Suzanne? Yeah, I do have one last question for Suzanne. And I asked Julie this question. Um, you know, you, you, you do a lot of uh, different projects. I was just wondering if you could tell our listeners or give them some advice on time management. Time management? Wow. Yeah. Is that what you said? Time management? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, now, wow. are you asking that because you're having trouble with that, Ernie? <laughs> I always Ernie have question? trouble with that. Yes. I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> You know, I make lists. I, it, I think it takes a certain person, and I, I, I make lists. And I got this from my both my mother and my father's side of the family, so I think it's uh, genetic. But I cannot function if I don't write down everything that I have to do because I have a mind like a sieve, believe it, believe it or not. So I have a I have a little pad of paper next to my bed. I have several pads of paper next to my computer. I just have to write everything down, and that way. I know what I need to accomplish for the day. I check everything off when I do it. I get, you know, fairly agitated if I'm not able to complete all the tasks, but then I know that's already written down and it's going to be the first thing I do the next day. So I'm not a time management expert, but I could not, I couldn't function if I didn't write down lists and check things off. That's the best I can offer you, Ernie. <laughs> That's good enough. I, I, I'm just curious about I've always wondered how uh, some people handle different, you know, different tasks and, and that kind of thing. And I think I do kind of like what you do. Uh, if I try and remember it, um, I'm sure to forget something. <laughs> <laughs> Suzanne, it has been a pleasure to talk to you today and we have learned I've learned a lot you know from talking to you about WGRN 
in the Columbus Free Press, and I'm glad to see that the Columbus Free Press is still holding on, you know, with all the things that are going on right now, and I'm, I'm glad to see that it's, you know, still maintaining. And we hope to have you again, and I'm sure that we'll see you, hopefully, before the year's out with, or hopefully within right. a year. Well, you let so, me know about your fundraiser. Maybe we can brainstorm something. Yeah, that's something that we were talking about. And when you just happened to say, because that was one of the things I was like, wow, you know, this is a little bit, there's going to be one hard part, and that's actually getting people either to record or getting someone to go and record in order to make it look professional, you know, and then putting it all together. So, yes. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely be reaching out to you to see what information we can get from you and how it is that, you know, you can help us to appreciate that. So, okay. Mr. Ernest Kelly, Mr. Ernest Kelly, thank you for being on the show today. Oh, I wouldn't have missed this one for the world. Oh, Suzanne I knew he wouldn't. A, <laughs> he has been such a big help to us, and I mean, you know, sometimes we call her at the last minute, and she is so uh, gracious about her time, so there's no way I'll go miss this one. <laughs> I didn't think you would. <laughs> and so, Suzanne, thank you once again uh, for coming on and allowing our listeners uh, to hear from you today, and thank you for sharing. Well, thank you, Felicia, and thank you, Ernie. Okay. Okay, with that, being, yeah, with that being said, peace out. The Faith Thomas Foundation would like to thank you for listening to The Cell. We broadcast on WGRN 94.1 FM every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. You can also stream us live on Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. on WGRN 94.1. For more information on the Faith Thomas Foundation, please visit our website, Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is FaithThomasFDN.